Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Ald. Delighted to welcome on to the podcast a guy who has played for all three senior clubs in the area, moved up to join Ross County, then moved on to Inverness Cali Thistle, and towards the end of his career, uh, had a spell at Elgin City. Graham Bain, Graham, it's uh, it's good to good to speak to you. How are you during the well? Where lockdown's been eased, but how are you? I'm very well all day. Nice to, to hear from you, mate. But yeah, first day off easing off, slight easing off lockdown. So light at the end of the tunnel. I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing well, thank you. Now we've been um, we've been talking over WhatsApp for the last couple of weeks now, and um, you told me in the the first kind of text exchange that you were uh, homeschooling. How is Mister Bain as a <laughs> as a school teacher? Uh, Mister Bain thinks that he's doing okay, but I'm not sure that. Mr. Bain's pupils think that he's doing so well, so um, yeah, it's a challenge. The teachers definitely earn their money anyway, mate. So uh, hats off to them. But I, I think I think we're doing all right. Just don't ask my kids. <laughs> I right, listen. Don't worry. I'm sure. Um, ask my kids. They'll tell me they hate Mr. Old. So don't worry about that. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> Graham, we're gonna um, look back over your. Um, over your career, um, you've obviously played for a whole host of clubs, but specifically the the Highland clubs, as as I mentioned, you you played for uh, County Cali Thistle and Elgin City, and also you had a wee uh, couple of games for Wick Academy in the Highland League as well. So, well, um, we'll talk over those in particular. You um, you started off down in your kind of native um, Central Belt Fife uh, with uh, Dundee Wraith. Arbroath uh, before you moved to Ross County 2002 I'll take you all the way back 18 years ago to 2002 first of all how did the move to Ross County come about and uh, what were your thoughts about moving to the Highlands uh, 2002 I can't believe it's that long ago mate <laughs> uh, well I came out I had actually I was obviously part Dundee from a from a young age I think been there for five or six five or six years and uh, the last kind of couple of years of that contract is when the Benettis came into Dundee and then obviously signed a lot a lot of talented uh, foreign football players so um, a, a few of us younger lads not all of us they still gave, gave some of the younger lads a chance but um, a few of us were then kind of maybe forced to look elsewhere so the opportunity came up as John Brownlee was the manager with Stevie Kirk as his assistant at Arbroath and they inquired for my availability uh, the club then asked me would I be interested I said yeah I think that's a really good um, move for me at this stage of my career so I decided to go Arbroath on loan a season long loan I was still training full time with Dundee um, training then twice a week uh, with our Arbroath of them being a part time club and uh, Old First Division Championship is it now at, at the time so I think we were the only part-time team in that league um, so I took that opportunity and I still say when people ask me about it that's the best decision I ever made in my entire football career was to go on that season-long loan get that experience of playing fo- first-team football playing most weeks and they're almost putting yourself in the shop window everybody uses that cliche and mm-hmm. that's kind of is what it is and that's how the move to, to Ross County um, came about obviously we were playing against Ross County and Neil Cooper and, and Danny McDonald obviously seen something that we thought was maybe worth um, taking a chance on so went up to after that season they got in touch said was I interested um, I came up to the Highlands loved it 
straight away, if I'm being honest. Roy McGregor played a massive part in that. Now, you hear loads of stories about Roy all the time, how good he is, and I can just reiterate that he's amazing. The chairman is a person. He must be one of the busiest men in the Highlands. He still took his time out that day to drive me to certain areas around, saying this would be nice places to live. This would be... Um, Nice areas to search, showed me around the club, sold the club to me, spoke to Danny McDonald. I think Neil, very first time I went up, I think he was on he was on holiday because it was then it was a closed season, but Danny was there, uh, explained everything and just impressed straight away with it with the setup. But Ross County have always been like that, immaculate off the park, really clear focus of where they wanted to be and that's kinda how that came about. Spoke to them, blown away straight away and I knew that's where I was I was going to be signing. Now, we're recording this on uh, the 29th of May yesterday. It was two years ago to the day that Neil Cooper uh, passed. Um, you, you mentioned Neil Cooper there. He, he brought you to the club. What was your yeah. experiences of uh, of working under Neil Cooper? Larger-than-life character, fantastic guy, funny guy, good good relationship with the, the players. Um, he, he, he was enthusiastic. He could... He was mad when he needed to be mad. He was um, just, I don't, just a really kind of lovable, friendly guy. And I think that came across from, and it will come across from everybody that that you speak to. Obviously, had his his problems and, and stuff as well. What have been well documented, but a fantastic guy. And um, yeah, it's such a sad story when you hear things like that um, happening to to good people. We know a lot about, um, and a lot of guys have spoke how how great a guy he was as well. But he was a very, he was a well, he was a football man. He was a very talented football man as yeah. well. What was he like as a manager? He was uh, as a manager. Yep, again, very good, very fair. I think obviously he played under under Ferguson. I think you could get a couple of traits from them. Whether it was you were needing a, a hair dryer or whether you were needing the hair dryer treatment or whether you were needing a uh, a, a kind of comforting word sometimes if you didn't do it for him he wasn't shy in telling you I mean I probably ended up of um, not impressing straight away I was maybe I'm a quiet character and maybe it doesn't um, automatically click but then until you see uh, playing in games and then he says oh well there maybe is kind of um, some, something here to work with he tried me in, in the, to this day he's still the only other manager that tried me in different positions um, he actually played me at right wing back, which would just seems now total, totally crazy. But it worked for a good few games. I think we went to, to Tynecastle in a cup game for us. County played me right wing back. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. I've never been so tired in all my life in a football game. He stopped me out there, but he obviously knew I had the energy, the physicality to to deal with it. So he obviously seen something there. Again, I think he he stuck with it. He played me there um, against St Johnston. In an away game, I think we maybe won at McDermott, if not scored quite late on to get a draw. So, um, good manager, fair manager, um, and he was the reason, him and Danny and Roy, the reason that I ended up going to the Highlands and, and falling in love with it. So, I can only thank him for that. Now, you're, um, you spent two seasons at Ross County involved in some, some cracking games as well. I think you're the first, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, I think you're the first guest I've had on that was involved in the 5-1 Island Derby win at Cali Thistle. Obviously, you went on to play for Cali Thistle a couple, you know, a year and a half later, but uh, that Derby win over Cali Thistle, 5-1, quite a, probably, I think it's, it is the biggest Highland Derby victory. What are your memories of that, uh, was it a Friday night, I think it was as well, that night? 
your memory is going to be a lot better. I mean, now I did pre-warn you that my memory is nowhere near as up the scratch as the likes of Russell Duncan, who remembers every <laughs> kick from every game he's ever played and everybody else's kick. So um, I tend to just remember bits and pieces, but I almost have to be prompted. I can't remember if it's a Friday night. I do remember it being a night game. Uh, I remember the feelings from that game that it just seemed like Every time we were attacking, we, we managed to score a goal. To, to the ends off, now, I do remember, I think it was Hugh Robertson scored that night for us. And I think that was to make it like 3 4 nil, something like that at the time. And it was one of these, it was an indirect free kick in the box for a pass bar. Mark Brown must have picked out whatever it was. And indirect, I think it was about six, seven, eight yards out, something like that. And I remember saying to the shuggy is like they're all lined up on the line we're all trying to get in amongst the wall said no instead of somebody just touching it to the side just smash it straight at the goal and see what happens and sure enough he did smash it straight at the goal took a nick off of somebody and went in so <laughs> it obviously counts like being an indirectly kick it nicked off somebody and went in so it was just one of those nights like that that everything kind of um kind of came off for us and I remember I don't know why these things that are stuck in your mind that Roy McBain's reaction to when that goal went out was just almost like a, a shaking your head and, and disbelief sort of thing because it, it was it really it was just that every time we were going up the park we were we were scoring sort of every chance that we had I think am I right in saying that Tassos was playing and maybe scored that night as well Tassos Benitez the, the Greek guy I think I think you're right um, yeah Stevie yeah. Ferguson scored that night as well Stevie oh, penalty was it yep yep yeah, and uh, he scored the first one. I was a boy. Kevin McLeish, was it? Maybe. I think. See, your memory's actually all right. See, I mean, I need prompted. I wouldn't trust me on that when I check. But see, um, <laughs> you mentioned there your 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 memory. Um, you know, your memory of the game is a bit vague, but everyone remembers a a Shuggy Robertson strike. <laughs> I played with Shuggy at Dundee as well. He was at Dundee when I was there, and. People ask me, oh, and they still ask me this day, like, what was kind of the best goal that you've ever seen or or live or played it? I swear, without a shadow of doubt, in the top ten, Chuggy Robertson must have at least five of them. <laughs> it's just incredible. I remember I'm scoring a game at Lesser Hamden one night. We were playing a, a, a reserve team game for Dundee, and it was windy's in it. And, no no lie he must have been just five yards over the halfway line in the attacking half and he's hit this thing and it's just went like an absolute rocket into the top corner I think it was just stuff like that Shuggy had that in the had that in the locker I, I think the very first game it could have been my full debut for Dundee at Fur Park as well was at that game and he scored a rocket he actually just I had the duck to get the road in it's flew in the top corner <laughs> so he was, was an unbelievable striker of the football very similar the only the other one that sticks in mind that could strike a ball like that was Richie Hart he was the only one that came close but I think Shuggy still even edged him on that ah, he was uh, he was some striker of the ball The your second season at County you, you score in a in another kind of derby classic a three all game with, with Callie Thistle um, at that point Callie Thistle were heading towards promotion and the title um, John Robertson, of course, was the manager in the in the dugout for for Cali Thistle that season. Um, he must have seen something in you from the the moments that uh, well you scored against his team and also play against his team because he yeah. um, takes you in that summer. Talk to us about um, right. the the move across the Keswick Bridge 
gutted to leave Ross County, as you said there, Roy McGregor, uh, Neil Cooper yeah. initially, I know Alex Smith come in as well, but initially the, yeah. the there's a real kind of feel-good factor at County, but how difficult was it to leave the Staggies behind? Hard, I'm not going to lie, it was difficult, and you know, I did I, I did love it there, and they gave me my chance. Um, you mentioned going back to Robo in that, that three-all game, that potential, we were, I think, 3-0 down that night. Um, Alex Smith went now. I said Neil Cooper could go mad, he could go mad, and I'd never would have thought that Alex Smith would have had that. He went bananas at half time that night. It just went bananas, and then I think they maybe did we nick one just before half time, maybe which probably even would have dulled his anger a little bit. But he still managed to get across. <laughs> second second half was just an. But the atmosphere that night, and still remember it. And that Stephen McGarry goal, just it. I can like my memory is bad, but I can I, I can still feel that I can still see that, and yeah, that was incredible. So that game might have had, but going back to Robo, I think if you you'd have to ask Robo about this, but um, I think a game that I played for Ross County reserves against Livingston reserves. Okay. Now this must have been, and this must have been, this must have been close to just before Robo came up to Inverness. Mm-hmm. Um, we went down there, and I. And I don't often admit that I've played well or believe that I've played well. I always think there's room for improvement. But um, that that day, I, I did feel I had a particularly good game. So, and then Robo was in charge of the reserves that day. So I have a wee inkling that that might have been the uh, a reason as to why that maybe stuck in his mind that I could do some sort of job and the type of player that he was potentially looking for. But saying for for leaving Ross County, um, it was I was came down to a decision Cali offered me two years um, County offered me one year I'm not a person that goes and tries to play clubs off against each other I wasn't doing that at all never had a never had an agent until in my whole career until the move came from Cali to Dunfermline where there was a transfer fee involved and there had to be some sort of agent work done mm-hmm. um, but apart from that I, I, I wasn't it wasn't nothing to do with, with money it was more for security at the time Cali were flying high at the at the, the top of the league there was potential they would maybe go up but it still made it um, a tricky decision a great decision and a very lucky decision in the end because they were nine points behind Clyde when I signed pre-contract for Inverness and ended up okay. winning the league and then get promoted but um, yeah, it was tricky and I remember having to go in and I was dreading it. I couldn't sleep the night before I was going in to tell Alex Smith that I had signed a pre-contract with Inverness and um, he was right he wasn't very happy he said look that just puts me in an awkward situation but usually I said look I, I totally understand that and I ended up leaving Ross County before the end of that season and went to train with Inverness um, obviously from I think about the February March time so I was there for the whole time in the run up to them winning the, the championship but couldn't be involved so uh, yeah that's kind of how that came about mate so it's funny because um, I spoke to John Rankin a few weeks ago he made the this a similar move to yourself a couple of years later, two years uh, before, sorry, two years after you did, you go yeah. over to join Cali Thistle, um, having played against Cali Thistle in some of those big derbies as well we spoke about. What was the initial reaction to you joining? Because John Rankin said that it was quite a, he had to kind of earn the respect of the dressing room. It was a, I'm not saying frosty, but it was. he found it quite a difficult uh, reception. What was your uh, reception like with your, your new teammates? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a tight unit. That was obvious from straight away. More experienced squad than were at County, but I found them really accommodating. Um, very nice smell. It was quite quiet in the changing room. I wasn't. Um, 
I wasn't one of these larger than life cards. I mean, I would get in, involved with the guys and stuff, but I wasn't the, the instigator, if you like, or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I, I found it really simple. I think they were obviously buoyant. They were in good form at the time. I wasn't really a threat to anybody's place because I couldn't play, so <laughs> never had that kind of deal as well. But training straight away from the first day, you could see the quality. Not a massive squad by any stretch of my... In fact, a really, really threadbare squad, you would probably call it now, when I went, but... Um, Full of talent and the standard of training that day went playing with David Bingham, uh, Bobby Mann, pressed with Richie Hart. I, I, I knew Roy McBain from again, he was at Dundee when I was there as a youngster as well, so I knew what quality he had and a uh, talented bunch of guys. But I found the integration, I've been honest, quite, quite simple, mate. So you make the move to Cali Thistle, as you say, you, you, you're there, but you can't get involved. When you are able to get involved, you're you are playing SPL football. That must have been something that um, was a real, um, a real highlight, and something over that summer. You were looking forward to not only kind of playing for your for your new club, but also you're playing in the top flight of Scottish football. Yeah, as I've said to you already as well. Like lucky, I was very, very lucky because they were. There were nine points behind Clyde. It looked like Clyde were were, were going to be. Uh, winning the league, but for them to claw it back in the way they did, and I mean, I would say it was at all the games and and the. Towards the end of that season, being a member of the squad, I was always there on match days and getting involved. And I remember going down to Clyde, and I was actually sitting in the stand with my dad that day, and it was just, just an unbelievable performance from Cali. Really, mm-hmm. when you look back at it, they were they were they were fantastic that day, and um, yeah, ultimately go on to to win the league the following week by beating St Johnston. I think it was at, at home, but to then realise now you say like looking forward to playing in the SPL that summer. We never knew for a long time. Um, after that season finished that we were, we were actually going to get the chance to be promoted the, the club had said at the end of the season it looked like we were going to try but whether we were going to get let in because obviously the stadium wasn't wasn't up to scratch so there was a kind of bit of to and fro and so we weren't sure if we were going to get a crack at it or not and then obviously a few weeks later um, we found out that, that we were and we were going to have the ground share with, with Aberdeen for that uh, Aberdeen that did that that close to Inverness, you know, just a 250 mile round trip for the fans, but fair play to them, we did it, and um, just an amazing, uh, just incredible achievement, I mean, everybody had written us off after the very first game, I think it was, was a Graham Spears or something on mm-hmm. um, the TV or in the newspaper, um, had totally written us off after the first game, I think we got hammered 3-0 away to Livingston, our first game in the Premier League we were a team of lumbering skinheads we were going to go down with hardly any points blah 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 and that article we actually had up in the changing room for the, for the rest of that season and used that as a uh, it was always like a motivation for us to, for proving people wrong and but how tight the guys are and um, we just it was all about just sticking together and getting through it and punching miles above our weight for well the four seasons I was there with the, in the Premier League just incredible just best time in my career that is funny you say that season. You're probably right. Um, initially, Cali Thistle were written off, but I think the it was a slow start to the season. To be fair, but you, you kind of fairly got motoring, and and by the end, I mean you were never in any danger of any kind of relegation concerns at all. Halfway through, well, kind of a couple of months into the season, you have a change of manager. John Robertson leaves to join Hearts. Craig Brewster comes in. Now Craig Brewster doesn't start playing until the kind of January time. January was that? Is, yeah, that's right. Aye, was that? Um, I mean, that's. I've spoke to a couple of guys um, about you know Craig Brewster coming in, but 
he's coming in and he's he, he's continuing to play as a striker as well. Do you, were you kind of at one point thinking, oh, hang on a minute, the manager's going to almost replace me? <laughs> yeah, and the fact that we are fairly similar types of players, more like sort of target men about holding it up and stuff and um, aerial battles and things, I thought, oh, my goodness. But you know what, Craig must have recognised that as well. He never really said it to me initially when he first came the first few months he still continued to play what he did change we actually were just turning the corner as Robo left I mean we were getting beat but we weren't getting beat it wasn't as if we were getting beat like two by two and three clear goals it was by getting beat by the odd goal and just felt like we were changing uh, turning the corner I mean we played with one up front um, for that first wee while and the first thing Craig did when he came in he, he he changed it to, to two up front and I think just because we had kind of found our feet a little bit and then just he felt the need, right, I'm, that's the way I'm going to play, I'm putting two up front. The fact that we were maybe a wee bit more SPL savvy, we then become that wee bit more attacking. I think he'd done well to recognise that and I think that changed us around. But with regards to a few months later when he was then, knew he was going to be able to play and that was the biggest thing with, with Craig coming as well, as well as as well as well changing the, the more fitness regime towards his training, if you like. Um him being able to play as a player added so much to the team at that time. It really did, and it made and it, made, it did obviously make the team better. Um, but he pulled me in that January and said, "Look, um, it doesn't mean just because I'm going to be playing that I don't think we can go two up front. There's going to be instances where I meaning two up front as in me and him." And he was saying, "Look, if I think that the game um, dictates that it's going to need." two big guys up front I've not got a qualm between two big guys up front or he would almost pick the games that he think that he would influence more and then which left me to play in other games like sometimes he maybe thought he wasn't as mobile enough to, to do the work required specifically against maybe Celtic or Rangers away and stuff like that and he was honest enough to, to, to say things so out of my career out of all the managers I've had with regards to how well I got on with a manager he would be at number one for me person to person as in getting on I find Tim the easiest manager I get, like I said to you as well wasn't an outs- uh, like probably the most self-confident player I was kind of a bit more reserved than a lot of them I didn't really particularly like going speaking to managers and, and things like that but he was the one that put, uh, I felt the most comfortable with if I needed to go and ask something or um, speak to him he was the one that I was really comfortable with doing that When Craig comes back in he's obviously there for what he's there for um, 2006 he leaves um, I want to talk to you about the, the kind of striking department at the time because Dennis Wynes comes back in 2005 there's yourself uh, Wanjo was there for a, for a, for a spell um, obviously Craig Brewster and, and Craig Dargo as well uh, as yourself what a I mean what a what a, what, an op- what a bunch of options there for a for a manager to choose from I know you know what I've never even thought of that until you mentioned that there but that's that's kind of spoiled for choice if ever there was one wasn't it I mean that's an incredible a team like Inverness as well that is some options to have isn't it it really is who was your favourite to play alongside if, if if Craig did go for a two I mean obviously there's there's so many different combinations in there but who was your favourite to um, to link up with I'm going to upset somebody here now isn't I <laughs> that's tricky it really is tricky um, obviously Marcel and Dargs old classic big one little one up front I think the pair of us complemented each other really well I mean Darg's had an unbelievable time when he was when he was at Cali he probably couldn't even believe himself how, how well it went super talented footballer great finisher very direct explosive and then I think we linked up great 
again with Dennis the most technically gifted footballer ever played with yeah fantastic fantastic guy and in fact I hooked up again with Dennis when I went player uh, player coach at Elgin yes. Dennis was there still and he was still doing the exact same tricks and his first touch was still amazing and he was still battering them in right and left foot from everywhere in the pitch um, and it's hard hard to pick from those two from my, my time at Cali if I'm, I'm being honest I remember watching Graham sorry I remember watching Dennis uh, when I was at um, a season to get older at Hearts uh, just before I moved up to Inverness all those years ago and and, and Dennis uh, I mean I was aware of how good he was at Cali Thistle and then in later years saw him for Cali Thistle. I mean he was a he was an incredible footballer. He is, honestly he is the most technically gifted natural footballer I've ever played alongside. I mean you see the stuff he does right foot left foot. He does it in training, he may have done it in games, score he's not Cali's record goal scorer for mm-hmm. for nothing. I mean, incredible. I mean going to Hearts is a move he can't turned down at that stage in his career but maybe just didn't suit Dennis he was maybe a wee bit more like me quite a he was a quieter sort of character maybe going down into the the big the bigger city to the central belt the big teams um, and all the demands that, extra demands that come with that with the bigger fan base and that little bit more pressure and stuff it maybe didn't suit him I still think Dennis done alright at Hearts I just think he maybe never got as much as a, a much of a chance as some others maybe did but Certainly, when he came back to Cali, he was still the old Dennis, wasn't he? He was just amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with the, the heart sentiment because actually he scored some scored some big goals that that um, mm-hmm. last series was there. I'm, I'm sure he scored an away Europa League tie and, and against Rangers, etc. But uh, anyway, less about Hearts because I could be here all day. Um, <laughs> the season. Uh, I want to talk to you about season six, seven because that's a that's an interesting one um, for yourself. You get your um, your best goal return per season for Cal. You scored eight that season. Um, Charlie Christie's the manager as well. Um, now, yeah. there's a couple of games. We spoke to John Rankin in the last couple of weeks and, and Russell Duncan. and Well, we spoke to Rankin about it because he scores a very famous goal against Rangers. The, the side yeah. that season had some, had some great results against the old firm. The one I want to talk to you about is the, um, is the one... The, the the game against Rangers, the one 0 game in uh, October. Uh, I dropped. Now yeah, I'm I gonna mean, I'm I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you have your side of the story because Barry Wilson <laughs> says it was a sclaff. <laughs> you know what? He's always winding me up about that. He's a fucking he's some lad like says he tackled it in the net and all. He says never mind reacting. The quickest to go and stick it in the. Net. It's got stuck in in there, but he's kind of right, isn't he? It's a challenge with the goalie. Um, but I, I remember the build up. I think Barry inevitably was potentially involved at some stage. I'm sure he'd be claiming as much credit as you can for that. But then I think it's Dargs that is. Um, he was winding up a left foot shot. Uh, and I just, I just thought, well, natural. You're, you're coached to do it all the time. You're, you're following it in. Uh, looking back at it, could have been a tad offside, but let's not go there. But um, Dargs is had to be his left foot. It's going right in the bottom corner. I think he's got a chance of going in. Uh, Lionel, here we go, Lionel Letizia, I That's think right, it was. Yeah, goes yeah. Um, I think that was actually the big hoo-ha before that game, that Letizia was playing in front of Alan McGregor, who had just won some sort of, had he won player of the month or something like that? And the Rangers fans, obviously, he was more of their favourite and they wanted him to be playing. So um, Letizia must have been under severe pressure, knowing that all the fans wanted the other goalie to, to be playing that day. But yeah, he just parries it out. I follow it in. Um, 
Baz will tell you it's a tackle, but if it's a tackle and it's still going in the back of the net, I'm okay. And if it's going in the back of the net and we've won, that's, that's good enough for me. Cali pretty much... I'm not going to say the... Yeah, they are. They did. They put several nails in the coffin of Paul Aguin that season. Did you yeah, get... I, so. um, I mean, Ibrox is a... I was at the game um, for for MFR, and you're kind of on the the press the press gantry um, on the on the main uh-huh. stand. And when when that goal went in, I've been I've been at Ibrox uh, for a couple of Cali Thistle wins, um, right enough. But you always sense unrest with the supporters. But there was a a real kind of a real uh, nasty feeling. They didn't really like Paul Aguin. He started to kind of um, annoy several Rangers fans. Did you get? Um, what kind of vibes did you get off the supporters and also the players that day? Um, we're not really going into it all day thinking that, that that's kind of the case. If you're being honest, we just go and try and do what we try and do what we do. It's to give our give our marks as well. Do stick together as a team. Um, your initial thought right away is you need to try and every time you go to these big the bigger grounds when you're going to the centre bills, you're going to Hearts, Hibs, Celtic Rangers, or Aberdeen, big crowds. You're trying to. Um, almost turn the crowd so it's almost coming in your favour because especially the Celtic Rangers they're expected to be hammering teams like like Cali they're expecting to score early if they don't score early you can sense that it kind of starts to change a little bit and more pressure comes on the players and that's almost but that's just that's normal that's normal that's what you do all the time is there I wouldn't say we were aware of anything extra that might have been in there to be honest with you mate Talk to us about the the, the feelings after scoring that goal because it was a Think now. I should have looked this up, but I think it was like twenty minutes. Now I'm now I'm having to re- remind myself of uh, things, but I'm sure it was twenty minutes before the end of the game. So it was, you know, it was right. definitely in the second half. It was up towards the, the the end where the supporters are tucked away in the corner, the, the away supporters. That is, it yeah. was definitely at that end. So it was towards the end of the game. But you know, to beat Rangers is to beat Rangers or Celtic on their own patch is a is a big achievement anyway. But to score the match yeah. winner, um, especially for a team like Cali Thistle, who were just kind of finding, still finding their feet, um, in in the in the top flight, uh, what what um, what were your overriding emotions of that game? Um, I remember it was second half. You're right. I couldn't tell you what minute it was. To be <laughs> honest with you, because I think the last five minutes felt like about forty-five. <laughs> but um, I remember scoring. I remember running over to our fans, feeling. Amazing, absolutely. There's, in fact, there's no substitute for scoring any goal. To be honest, or winning any game of football, that's a you find out once you're out the game that is an eye on impossible feeling to replicate. Um, going over to the fans, just it's 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 funny because it goes quite because you've got such a small corner of the ground, it goes quite silent. If you, if you get what I mean before yeah, you yeah. then got this sort of little pocket of noise and it's not until you get over beside your fans that it becomes more raucous and I remember all the players coming over jumping over Barry I think Ranks was one of the first there as well at the time and to, after the game just elation obviously the manager's absolutely delighted he's a, he's a real feather in, in his cap as well and um, I mean Charlie done fantastic as as Cali manager as it happens and um, must have been really difficult for for Charlie. His time being a local a local guy, having to live that twenty four seven with very little escape. But um, yeah, the, certainly that day it was a real feather in his cap and um, just elated. I remember coming out after the game, the fans were still there, going daft when we we're going on the bus. Just a, a real kind of special feeling. A few beers on the bus back up the roads after that one. 
you know what, mate? I think now you mentioned. I think we like Charlie. So when Craig Brewster came in, mate, he stopped the the old drinking on on the bus thing. I, I wasn't a big drinker anyway, but I would have had a, a couple of years earlier that night. But Craig Brewster stopped that. So then when Charlie came became manager, he continued it on. Now, if you speak to Barry or that about who obviously played with Charlie. Um, he would have been the first on the beers and first to be moaning if there wasn't beers on the bus after the away game. For so for him to carry that on, I'm sure he was getting enough. He would be getting plenty of stick from likes of bars and that. But after that game, I'm sure he said, "Right, boys, you can have a beer on the bus tonight." Uh, you'd have to check check the barrier that the next time you speak to him. But I'm sure you can have a beer on the bus. So we've gone around Glasgow trying to find a Haddo's or a Vicky Wine or something like that to get, carry it. So, <laughs> so I'm sure that if the manager sends somebody in. And he comes back out like, right boys, you can have a beer. There's one crate, we've got one, <laughs> one beer each on the bus after beating Mainzers at Ibrox. So like, oh, brilliant. So obviously Charlie would be taking dogs abuse for the bus for that. <laughs> but I think that was that day that that happened, mate. <laughs> the, the, that season, um, you scored another couple of goals against one half of the old firm, Celtic. Um, now again, this is one that, a game I was actually, I, I was at, I was at, I was in a... I'm sure I was in the, the home end actually, I wasn't working and I went along and uh, with a couple of mates and we went to the, the game, the Celtic quarter-final, so uh-huh. you scored early uh-huh. on and I mean that is probably, we obviously know that Cali Thistle went on to win the Scottish Cup but I, I had a kind of feeling that yeah. season that that if that had gone, that result had gone the club's way, I think that that, that team, because when you look at that team it was a, it was a cracking side, that side might have I, 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 gone I, I, all the way. I agree. I think we all had that that feeling as well. If you speak to the other players, um, I think that was hard. And that is solely the the sickest I have ever felt after a, a football match, um, but by, by a mile. I mean, we we had played really well that day. We scored again. Looks like we were going to do so like out the Scottish Cup again. So I, I think I, I was tapping it in the post. I think it was Baz again claiming credit, but I think he'd done unbelievable. Kind of inside left position, put a low cross. I knew he's on his left foot. I knew he wasn't going to be able to lift it to the back post. So I better go to the front post this time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I made the run, and it just it landed perfect for my tap. Then um, a funny and went to celebrate that goal with Baz because obviously he had he had created it, and I jumped up, and he kind of jumped up. One of these awkward moments, we've both done the same thing. I think I ended up. Forearm smashing him in the nose and just about breaking his nose during that celebration. So, um, yeah, one 0 up, and then Celtic do what Celtic do. They scored. I think it was about was it the eighty eighth minute, and then mm-hmm. the ninety first or something yep. like that. But just devastating, sickening, absolutely sickening. Because you're right, we had we had a great chance. If we got past that. Um, with the, it wasn't the fact that they even scored the one goal late, but to score score them both and put us out completely was just uh, so destroying. It was awful. It was horrendous. I think it's closest I've ever been the kind of fact I think I just was about crying as well coming off the park that day. I remember seeing Charlie after the you know, after the game when the goals went in, I mean he, he was devastated and you could just tell in his body language, I mean that that, that obviously meant um, meant a lot to him and, and as I said, I think that the club were I think I can't remember the last four the semi final makeup. Celtic went on to win it that year, but it, it was quite a. I, I would have I would have hoped and probably been pretty certain that team would have at least made the final, if not gone in and won it. 
Charlie leaves um, later on that year, uh, 2007, the start of the 7-8 season. That's your last season uh, with the club. Craig Brewster comes back in. When it's time to leave in 2008, what was that conversation like with Craig? I was still under contract to Cali for another year. Um, I've said to you already... Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just when I spoke to you before that, um, I'd listened to, to Russell's one and it was it was funny because it's exactly the feeling I got the time when he said the dynamics of Inverness changed the time when they signed, signed um, Marius. They signed Marius Nikolai. Now, this was nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the lad himself. He was a fantastic guy. He really was. Um, really good football player, but... Um, it made it harder to get a fairer crack at the whip, if you like. Um, I had gone from, I think, the season before, playing in every single game, feeling like I was doing okay. Um, and just to know that it wasn't going to be fair anymore was, was hard. But to be honest, the overriding, the biggest factor was, family decided my wife had just given birth to her first child. She wanted to be closer to her mum. Um, at the time which meant that moving back down the road somewhere I was absolutely gutted to leave the hands in fact I think myself and the family might still end up back staying there one day I can still still see that we love it that much but at that time and it kind of almost like the stars aligned a little bit with that happening at the club and um, the offer coming in from Dunfermline I can't remember what the transfer he was it was was quite small transfer fee and um, they came in the club accepted it and that was fine. I mean, I was I'm, I'm a Fife guy. It was going to I was going to sign for Dunfermline. Excited by it. They had an incredible squad of players. If you look at the squad of players of the year mm-hmm. I signed, but um, good opportunity to go in a good club. But so hard, so so hard to to leave. But it was the right family and the right football decision at the at the time. I felt looking looking back on it, um, I was actually quite surprised that I didn't notice at the time. But yourself, Dennis Wynas. Marius Nikolai all leave the club in that summer and the club were going on a, a bit of a different um, journey. Russell Duncan said a few weeks ago that when he left um, himself, Roy McBain and Grant Monroe all left around about the same time and, and he felt, and Stuart Golubic as well actually, and he felt that maybe one or two should have been kept on. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight it's a wonderful thing but do you feel maybe the club you know, should have at least you know tried to, to I mean there's three strikers there um, uh-huh. At least keep or try and keep one of you guys. I at that time, then you're saying Russell. When you're mentioning those names there now, I said said to you already when I initially went to Inverness that core are really small players, and that core are really small players. I mean, ninety percent of them are probably still there even when I left, and that's what Cali had had been built on. That mm-hmm. that core of players are nearly almost well, they are solely responsible for getting Cali through the leagues and into the the position that they were and as an established SPL team in that core whether it would have been playing all the time which would have been unlikely at the ages that the players would have been but to maybe just keep another couple of them around so that that sort of core Inverness was still there I think it might have been but that's up to the manager that's the decision that they take that's the, the way that they're wanting to, to see to progress the club it wouldn't have been done out of spite it wouldn't have been done out of badness but yeah right in hindsight looking back to keep players like that who had been there for I mean the amount of testimonials that have gone at Cali for their short 
space of time that they have actually been in the leagues is phenomenal and it's the thanks to those players that have been there for for that length of time that that's why Cali are where they are just now Absolutely the, um, the amount of testimonials over the last couple of years and uh, and I know there's maybe one or two Ryan Essen for example um, uh, yeah. is, is still to come you you go and join yeah. them firm and like you say you, you move on to Dundee after that now the last time I saw you face to face anyway was 2013 January 2013 Lossiemouth you obviously um, yes. you, you, you kind of take a, a step back from the game I, I, I think injury problems at that time after you left Dundee yeah. uh, but you get yourself back to, to full fitness and you're you're pulling on a Wick Academy strip when I see you next. Now, listen to this. Listen to this for a record. For your Wick Academy record, two appearances and two goals. Pretty decent, eh? 100% record, eh? Unbelievable. It could actually sound even better because I was substituting both games all day. So oh, even better, eh? Goals per, goal, goals per minute. <laughs> That's the only time in my whole career I've had a half-decent goal score. <laughs> and I, and I think... It's for sticking the ball in the net, but aye. Uh, the first game was at home. Yeah, the first game was at home. It was at home because I remember it's, I had to do it in two legs all day because I never had enough energy to make the journey <laughs> in a one. <laughs> I stayed at I stayed at Dingwall the night before and then done the second leg on one match day. Uh, brilliant, uh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I was only there a couple of games, but I was still involved. I still went to the Christmas night out and stuff with them. Um, or it was a, a night out that they had. I think it must have been around about that time. So. Um, yeah, had and I went out all all the players and um, the coaching staff, the chairman, and everything. Brilliant, just superb, lovely, lovely part of the country as well. And it's, it's weird you think you're travelling about five hundred miles for a for a home game, but um, Baz was shot by a strike and he phoned me up and I said yes straight away. So half boots will travel. So it's <laughs> <just, laughs> brilliant to get the old feeling back a wee bit, mate. You mentioned obviously Barry there. Um, I know you're you're good mates with Barry and you've played for him um, for years as a as a player. What's he like as a as a manager having to play under him? Uh, uh, well, we were a team, I suppose, at that stage, so he wasn't solely my manager. Okay, but um, okay. yeah, really great, brilliant eye for a player. To be fair, the Baz, I mean, the t- the players that he signed are still a lot of them still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elgin, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it never worked out for us. I mean, the nail in the coffin for us or well, for Baz because he decided that that kind of enough was enough. I think we were three 0 up to to Bonnes at, at home at Elgin. In a, a Scottish Cup tie, and just totally lost in the second half. They came back to three all. Then I think Shane scored to make it four three. Um, and Basley's kind of side side relief, and then they scored to make it four all, and then we ultimately lose the lose lose the replay. And he's like, nah, he, he, was, he had kind of been teetering um, a few weeks beforehand as well. He kind of felt he wasn't for the, the talent that those players had. He felt like he wasn't getting the best, or he, he obviously taken it hard on himself. Um, I would have loved to have stuck out with Baz for, for longer there I really enjoyed it I love the coaching I still do love the coaching even though it's just the, the, the local teams but um, I just I can't speak enough of Baz to be honest with you mate. I've just got a really strong friendship with him and it'll be like that forever more but I think that those sort of things is again why Inverness done so well you're so tight knit when you move up there you make the commitment to move up there and you make the commitment to your teammates and you're together all the time and I think that played a massive part to the whole success where it been Paul Ritchie and uh, Stuart McCaffrey and Mark Brown Russell Duncan all staying in the same house for, during the week to um, everybody else moving up and staying in the area vast majority rather than travelling so I think that played, played a big part stuff like that 
Um, as you mentioned, uh, you, you go into to Elgin, you link up with Barry again, um, and and as you rightly mentioned earlier on, you you link up with your old pal Bal Dennis. That comes to an end, and as you said, you you enjoyed the coaching aspect of 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 playing and coaching for Elgin. You still involved in in football at some level? Yes, the local village amateur team that I help. Well, I coach with them, and there's also we've started up a. Um, village Colts team as well so we've got five teams across all uh, lower age groups from 2014s 13s all the way down to 2010 so okay. yeah busy enough with the football still gives me a football fix mate I'm still trying to join in training when I can <laughs> not with the kids <laughs> with amateurs of course <laughs> <laughs> go for it teach the, teach the, put the put the goalie through his paces in the, at the kids level <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the goalie's got much to worry about. Me, I keep missing the target. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned earlier on there, Graham. Uh, we kind of get a, uh, or I've got a sense that you have a, a real fondness for the area. Um, obviously, when we, we talked about your your time at, at County and your your time at Cali Thistle, your time in the Highlands, I suppose. How do you kind of sum up your your time, your spell in the Highlands? Best time in my career, without a shadow of a doubt, easily. Um, coming up in this way, saying for us kind of given the chance to come back and uh, even though I was training full time with Dundee it could have ended that season but it kept me in full time football and I'd ever be thankful to Neil, Danny and Roy for, for selling that to me for kind of I was still a young player at the time for, for taking that, that chance on me as well and just gave me the platform on obviously to go on to bigger things with the, the transfer over to the move over to Cali and having those four seasons in the Premier League obviously I'll always cherish it I think a player of my ability I think I'd, I'd, to be honest with you if I'm being frank I, I don't think I, I think I was a player particularly a lot of people would have said would have been a Premier League standard but to go and prove that you can play that amount of games and kind of um, hold your own if you like and just try your best to make the best of what you've got really I think that's what I've done and I just absolutely loved it It's funny um, the amount of times that I've, I've asked that question to players that have come up from the Central Belt and and moved to the Highlands, they've they've kind of started to to describe it as the best time of their career. Isn't that quite funny? How um, there's been a lot of people that have moved to this area and and just loved it and, and made so many friends. Uh, Graham, it's been great to chat with you. Good luck with the homeschooling. Good luck with the uh, with the the, the coaching uh, down in five. But it uh, it's been great to to chat over some memories from your 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 time at uh, at Ross County and and Cali Thistle. I I always remember that goal Ibrox uh, against Lionel Letizian. To be honest, I I probably describe it as I think Barry's giving you a disservice with the scarf. I think it was a a six yard wonder strike, but uh, that's just <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> Graham, listen, um, stay safe uh, during this uh, kind of uh, uncertain time, and uh, great chatting to you. You too, Baldy. Pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. That was great. Cheers, mate.